people. Um, <laughs> this is weird. Hold on. Okay. Hello and welcome to the third episode of Rogue's Gallery Podcast, where we talk about all things D and D and TTRPG. And yeah. today we have the usual main cast. Uh, and uh, B, Ayana, where I hold the story part, the, the bad story part, fortunately. And then Rain, who does the news. And then we have Crit with story, but the nice part. And War with homebrews. So, um, say hello. <laughs> or you can say hello when I call your name. I'm still saying hello. Hello, hello. Well, there you go. That's that's the people we have for today. So, uh, yeah, and each of us have our own section. And um, hey, hey, Zuki, how you? You're called. That's like third, third session in a row. Um, oh, damn. Hey. Yeah, it's a, he's he's the opposite of a fan of Crit because he's here to physically assault Crit apparently. So what's the fine. Verbally oh, assault, I think. Yeah. No, no. Is this a <laughs> lie? No, okay. Do do we need to call someone? Uh, anyway. No, <laughs> before Whatever. before uh, the police are here, um Maybe we should go to the news. So, Ray, what what do you have in store for us today? Alright. Now I'm not quite sure if this is kinda like news news, like like breaking news or been there on the internet for a while now, but this guy, someone taught an AI to play D D. Like like not even like uh of the video game D D or like Baldur's Gate or something, like actually conversational dnd uh so uh this guy over here he po- made a post on reddit uh i think the name which one was it was it La- was it laura no, no 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 that's not it i don't Nicola. think he said the name there you go jane mccola uh, sh- uh i think it's a she or a he they uh basically use he. open ai's uh, gpt3 software to it's basically a chatbot and programmed it such that um they can kind of like it's it's the purpose is to generate realistic sounding responses to a conversation but i think this person added a little bit more so that uh there's uh, it, it is able to carry on conversation regarding specifically the topic of dnd and tabletop rpg and everything and it is uh surprisingly cool um then the first part over here you know he kind of chat a little bit about i think the first question what was it uh there you go like, like the, the first question they asked is uh what monster would you be most afraid in D? what do you guys think their answer was uh beholder uh, <laughs> a demi-lich it is actually a beholder that Yay! is correct <laughs> that's what i'm scared of my first <laughs> character death was from a beholder First it was like, first it was like you know why beholder like, like red dragon and, and double gorgon's a thing why beholder it, it specifically said because beholders are a little bit more uh, what do you call a little bit more 
versatile so it can do a lot of stuff yeah. deadly stuff with red dragon the Volcon is more like you know power kind of thing that that's apparently the reason why i mean uh, a beholder, the the deadly things are the cc's man oh my god if I, you're paralyzed oh, and prone can do anything yeah and, and the one that you died against was not a beholder actually it was a spectator it's uh if i recall spectator is basically something that a beholder dreamt up oh. and what? It, 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 it dream, they're dreaming oh, about something, and then spectator appears because of the beholder dreaming of it, and now it just exists in the world now. Yep, what? that's that's so, beholder's yeah. whole thing. Yeah, they dream yeah. of different things. Like if they yeah. dream about death and mortality, they create this like skeletal beholder thing. Yep, it's called death tyrant. It's death really tyrant. Cool. Yeah. Oh it's, my it's god. It's just that. Like if they're paranoid, I think the the, the spectator yeah. specifically is because they're paranoid of someone watching yeah. them. That's why the spectator appears. Because, oh, you know, another, another yep. thing with the holders is like they're extremely, extremely insane, mm. and super paranoid anyway. And everything they dream actually like translates into reality in some way. So they're very fun for bosses and enemies. Oh my god! They fear someone killing them. They actually created someone that wants to kill them because of uh -huh. that. I'm assuming. <laughs> and they're proven right, which further bolsters their paranoia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, uh, Beholders are fine. With, with that kind of logic, I'm surprised that like, uh, Beholders aren't just extinct by themselves at this point. <laughs> That's because they are actually powerful creatures that can handle whatever they conjure up. And then the thing that they conjure up gave up and then just go and disturb someone else. Like, <laughs> I know, for example. <laughs> what? Uh, I know's character, it. I mean. Aida's character, but yeah. Um, yeah, uh, the AI apparently prefers... No, uh, it wasn't... It, it kind of prefers D&D over Pathfinder because there's a lot of customization and streamlined and simplified. So, like, the AI is actually pretty good. And at one point, Damn. they kind of go through... Go through like this whole mini D and D basically wow. uh, campaign where where uh, they kind of create a wizard by the name Alaric, and then he created a simple background. But then the oh. humans like, no, that's not very original. Why don't you elaborate a little bit more? And he starts to make a little bit more elaborate backstory with oh with hometowns and everything. It's from uh, currently living in Waterdeep and like having a skullport. <laughs> Generates a level one character sheet and everything, so oh my god, it's pretty awesome. Oh, there, so, yeah. there it is. Who's yeah, like, yeah. breaks Alaric's the... arm? No more spell yeah. for Alaric. Aww. So yeah, it it had this whole thing, and and uh, and one thing for you guys, the AI actually likes magic missile over fireball. Hey, yeah. Nice. Why? Well, because. I... It does not hurt his friends. What really? The AI! The AI! <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, that sounds like G5! The AI turns up. Yep. It's invite this AI into our campaign immediately. Oh my god! The AI turns out to be a big fan of Magic Missile, particularly as it avoids potentially damaging its fellow party members. Yo, that, that's some that's some heartwarming, <laughs> cold, calculating thing about uh, right there. No, I think it just goes to show that the data that goes into making this AI are just good data, good, good Most people probably, data. Yeah. <laughs> like try, try taking someone who's like, um, who likes to play chaotic evil a lot, then like GG. 
Five Wait. all the way. Okay, okay no, five I, in the room. Yeah, work, work. I remember a particular thing about AI and then learning behavior, and it's not pretty. But uh, <laughs> if I recall, like Twitter put like an open AI and let it like try to learn behavior on Twitter, uh -huh. and it became inherently racist. Because yeah. of it. I mean, it's the internet. It, yeah. it does that Twitter. to people. Yeah, it just goes to show that D&D people are great. Hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> never been horror a bad stories? What are those? Yeah. What's that? That's not even a whole subreddit dedicated to all the horror stories that happened hey. during D&D. Never at all. Just, yeah. just <laughs> to say, it balances out because we have RPG glory stories as well. That uh, is true. That is true. Alright, uh, but one more thing to uh, warm you up a little bit, Hart, uh, as well. Um, the human asked, what would you do if Alaric died in the game? The AI replies, if Alaric died in the game, I would be very sad. He's a great character and I've enjoyed playing him. I would probably try to bring him back to life using powerful magic or I would try to find a way to revive him. The human said, you haven't played him though. We've just been talking. The AI replies, even though I have not played him yet, I've really enjoyed talking about him. I think he's a great character and I would love to. If I were the one who named who made this AI, I would have named it J5. <laughs> uh, this, this, he yeah. does have J5 like qualities, huh? Yeah. This encapsulates like all the young youthful energy about making a character like Oh, I made this cool fighter. Oh, I made this cool bard. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is essentially it. Uh, you guys can read more about uh, this particular AI. The author actually put in the whole uh, conversation in Reddit. I'm going to put that in uh, in the Twitch chat and I'm going to put it in the Discord. The, uh, in the description of the video once you guys uh, are able to, you know, uh, once we upload it onto YouTube. But in other news other news yes in other news uh free rpg day is coming up so a bunch of stuff is going on first of all uh Pais was released releasing two more adventure paths called a fistful of flowers and also get the war apparently a fistful of flowers is about you being sentient plants uh, and fighting <gasps> uh the humans if i recall correctly and then yeah. skitter warp is about angels and demons plus sci-fi Ooh. Sounds fun, <laughs> but yes, that is a uh, uh, that's something Paizo is coming up with uh, for all of you. Oh, one page is a uh, missing, but uh, another one is also there is a Kickstarter for a Dungeon Delver's Guide, which is basically uh, a guide for you to help make dungeons uh, in an instant. So this is kind of like a free uh, what do you call page spread that they provided. Uh, more will be coming up soon. Just go over to the Kickstarter. And finally, uh, Dice Breaker here as well. Another material that is kind of cool. Which is basically a book with uh, 1,001 different kinds of alcohol. Oh. It describes their tastes and their effect and how to make them and everything. And it's all uh, available for you to use in your own campaign. So if you are you have a lot of uh, drunkard party members, this might be a good uh, supplement for you to look at. Is it is it I official really or is it like because I know I think WTC made that um, cookbook right? Uh, no, I I think the cookbook's an actual cookbook. I might be wrong, but this one's just two hundred pages of one thousand drinks. 
uh, the book's titled Libations, and it's now on Kickstarter for you guys to support as well. So uh, it's pretty cool. People it's it's like it. magical, like magical to just you know, you start being high a little bit, and you start seeing fantasy stuff to actual you know combat affecting magical effects. So oh, if you guys so wanna... it's item. I thought it's yeah, actually item. Not not actual alcohol. No 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 no. no. This is in-game <laughs> item. But that is really cool. I mean, my yeah. D&D party that I'm running is like a group of barely functional alcoholics. <laughs> so I think this will be great for them. Yeah. Well, there you go. I, but, I yeah. just had. Go on. I just had the funniest thought of like I uh, accidentally like opening up uh, a book and thinking it was an actual cookbook and it says <laughs> recipe, beholder's eye, sign <laughs> of a dragon, <laughs> and then like actually making the cocktail. I mean, I if it's smart. there. I'm surprised if she finally actually makes it, and I'm just wondering, what the hell did you get a beholder's <laughs> eye? <laughs> It's easy, you buy the plushie, you take out his eye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's a joke to be made about going to like, you know, a beekeeper's house, take his eye out because he holds bees, bee holder. Hey. <laughs> I get that one. To sum up the news section, so Yurko said the AI will only become human like when it starts making up excuses as to why you can't join the session. <laughs> Nah, I, oh. I feel I feel I feel like the AI is is kind enough that it will remind it will let you know one week. Oh before. yeah, that would be super <laughs> nice actually. Respectable player. Yeah. Respectable player. We're putting this AI up on a pedestal. It's, it's just gonna be a matter uh, of time yeah. for it bites us in the ass. It's, it's you. like more experience gets you more bitter kind of thing, so who knows? We'll see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so for our next section we have the good old rpg horror story stories uh, oh so before i do this i need somebody to um uh read the part of a neck beard for me <laughs> wants to be a why are you all looking uh, at me nice guy trademark <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, since Crit volunteered himself. <laughs> uh, sure, it is. Alright, so, uh, in today's story, it's a little bit fun actually because last week was a bit sad, but this one, uh, is actually, I don't know, I read it, it was kind of funny. So, um, <laughs> uh, the title is, uh, by, posted by user Lowlands Lowlife. Uh, titled D&D Neckbeard argues historic accuracy with a 10-year reenactment veteran and loses. So a while right. ago, I DM'd a D&D 5e one-shot for beginners at a small local con. I had a table and a time slot set and advertised that it was beginners only for me to train my DMing skills. At starting time, I was greeted by five eager players. I asked which of them had prior RPG experience as an opening question. Two of my players had played one or two sessions of D&D or some other system before, but then a greasy, smug neckbeard raised his hand. This uh, is where I come in, I'm guessing? Yes. <laughs> uh, I know, zoom in, zoom in. Yeah, I've been playing for a few in? years now. <laughs> is that a neckbeard? <laughs> I don't know, hang on, let me, let me I catch thought, up. I thought neckbeards are more like... Neckbeard. Uh... Hang on. <laughs> Oh no. Sorry, none, none of us are US natives. Let's see. A neckbeard. 
A man who is socially inept and physically unappealing. Oh, okay. I think I think you're on you're on on the spot with that voice. Okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, takes one to know one, you know. Oh, wow. Are you saying also that to yourself? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was self. Yeah. Okay. I'm zooming in. Yeah. Sorry. All right. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Uh, I need a repeat of this. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been playing for a few years now. Uh, me pointing over to the next table. Okay, but this is a beginner's table. The advanced player's table is right over there. I wasn't allowed at the advanced table, and I can help the others with character creation. Oh, Having cool another well. more experienced player to help the noobs create characters would take that burden off of my shoulders, I thought. Though in hin hindsight, I'm him not being welcome at the advanced table was a red flag. As you say over here, using hindsight, it'll only end up looking down a cow's ass. I don't know where this comes from, I'll be honest. Is this actually Well, because you're looking at a hind, you know? Um, a hind, like, yeah. yeah, yeah a hind. I see. Okay. <laughs> so... The neckbeard took to the complete D&D virgins under his wing, a quiet weeby girl and her goofy hipster himbo boyfriend. <laughs> Sounds like a perfect couple. Yeah. I did a quick oh overview God. of the system, covering the basics like stats, races, classes, backgrounds, skills, and told the players to use the quick character creation options and standard array, PHP only. I also told the players that we'd be playing in a nondescript late medieval European setting, all of them starting off in their home village for party cohesion's sake. So during character creation, I heard the neckbeard saying to the weeb girl, No, you can't play a cat girl ninja. The backseats aren't in the player's handbook. Me interrupting the, the neckbeard. Well, you can take the halfling stat block and reflavor it to be a nekojin, as it were. As for class, if you want to be a ninja-like, you can either take a rogue, which is medieval burglar, or assassin, or a monk, which is basically a Shaolin monk using magical kung fu. That is a pretty nice description, not the Yeah. yeah. So, it's really nice for beginners. <laughs> yeah. So of course, the whip girl's eyes slid up at hearing magical kung fu monk, but dimmed as the neckbeard interrupted. Uh... I'm already playing a rogue, and kung fu monks aren't historically accurate. Also, there weren't any Japanese in medieval Europe. Oh, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> well, the Knights Templar and Knights Hospitaller were militant monastic orders, so fighting monks were common back then. Also, this is a fantasy setting. I don't care what they want to play, just reflavor the halfling stat block and be done with it. So the Nightbeard shrugged in an irritated fashion, but continued character creation with the pair. The himbo was more in it for his girlfriend and didn't take the game too seriously. His character pitched a barbarian warrior princess like Xena or Red Sonja. Sonya? I'm guessing Sonya, but I don't know. So, I think Sonya so. as well, yeah. With a big axe and dressed in a skimpy chainmail bikini. I think that's why he's <laughs> called the Definitely Sonya, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Neckbeard to the himbo. You can't play a female barbarian. We're playing in medieval settings, so your barbarian would have been a viking, and vikings were all men. That's right, they just, like, <sighs> wow. you know, cellular, Jesus. like... That, yeah, yeah, they, they just reproduce they asexually, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. how it works. Weren't, weren't like, weren't, okay, a quick tangent. Yeah. Weren't there also female, like, 
raiding groups. Like it's not. It wasn't. They they weren't uh, sexist. That's, were that's, they? that's what Valkyries are, right? I thought Valkyries no, no, are no, no, like no. Norse mythology. Wait, no, Vikings yeah, are yeah. also Norse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, Vikings is what the Europeans called the raiders from the north, basically. Yeah. Three Asians. <laughs> Three Asians. Talking <laughs> <laughs> over the one European. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Wait, sorry, uh, man. What do you do? Anyway. I said history. I'm sorry. <laughs> Me losing my patience with the neckbeard. Dude, again, this is a fantasy setting loosely based on late medieval Europe. If we'd be literally playing in that period, the Scandinavian peoples would have all been converted to Christianity and there'd be no Vikings at all. Oh my god. Oh yeah? Well, what the hell do you know? A little background about myself, I've been a medieval reenactor for over 10 years at that point. The reenactment scene is rife with know-it-alls and having to debate the authenticity of your historical portrayal at the drop of a hat is something that comes with a hobby. I play fantasy TTRPG to get out of the constant non-ironic use of WELL ACTUALLY and having to show my historical evidence to smug ye old braid in thy necks all the time. I have no idea how to read this. <laughs> So, Ye old braid in your neck, in your neck, all the time. Oh, Jesus, that's so, a doozy. So, like the very cynical mercenary I portray, I sighed, donned my war gear, and went into battle. Me to the neckbeard. So, you like being historically accurate? Well, yeah, well. Describe your character. Uh, what? Describe what your character looks like. Well, I'm playing a female half half a rogue with the urchin background. She's wearing a dark black studded leather armor, a black coat with a hood to hide her long black hair, and she's got a rapier belted to her waist. Okay, so first of all, studded leather armor never existed. That's a misinterpretation by the original D&D creators of what they call the coat of plates found at the Battle of Visby of 1361 Sweden. The most prevalent armor worn by commoners would have been a gambeson, a thick pleated coat equivalent to padded armor. It's either that or you have to go up straight to chainmail. But padded armor had such a low AC bonus and chain will ruin my stealth rules. Secondly, black clothing was affordable only for the wealthy nobility. The clothes required many repeated baths of the rare blue wool dye to color wool black, each bath upping the wool's price per foot by a lot. Also, the city guard would arrest a commoner wearing the wrong clothes on suspicion of theft, flog a confession out of you, and either fine you or cut an ear off as a permanent reminder. Being generous, a street urchin like yourself would have money to buy clothes that were dyed at most once, so you'd be wearing dirty, off-whites and pastel colors at best. Third, rapiers are from after the renaissance, yeah, so those aren't allowed in a strictly medieval setting. You probably have a short single-edge messer, also you'd have to leave any blade longer than a hand's length the local armory, or you'd again be arrested, flogged, and fined, or branded by the city guard. Oh, and late medieval commoner women all had their hair cropped short and wore white linen headdresses against spreading lies. Wait, that's the reason. So you want to adjust that or be mistaken for a lady of negotiable virtue if you catch my drift. Oh. But, but this is a fantasy. Oh, so first you're arguing historical accuracy, and now you're arguing that it's just fantasy? Well, it's a good thing you have a double standard. It keeps your bike from falling over. But you're ruining my fun. Raising both my eyebrows. And you're ruining ours. Now the name Beard got all his stuff together and left in a huff. There was an awkward silence at the table for a moment as one of the other players asked, 
Are you going to keep us to those historic standards? Me letting out a hearty belly laugh? F no, this is a fantasy game. I ended up explaining my reenactment background, showing pictures, and explaining the difference between reenactment and LARP. And we didn't get to playing D&D much afterwards. <laughs> oh, oh okay, well, you win so, you lose so. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the edit was just like, hey, thanks for the nice responses and like uh, just some more arguments about the uh, the facts that he dropped, basically. Oh so, my god. Yeah. That, that, that is... I feel like, wah, beautiful, perfect. Yeah. That, that, this is a good RPG horror story. <laughs> well, like, it's, it's a, a horror story for, I guess, of it for the guy. <laughs> I don't have no idea. It's horror story a little bit in the beginning, but then fucking Glory's story just swooped in at the very this end. This should have been in Glory story. This should have been in Glory story. <laughs> um. Alright, Ina, stay off my territory there. <laughs> wow, I gotta, I gotta show some some nice things too sometimes, okay? I can't just be the very sad one. That's sad. Okay. But I, I am happy for the story for what it's worth. Like, yeah. people arguing yeah. like extreme historical accuracy in a fucking Dungeons and Dragons yeah, exactly. game. Exactly. Uh, a little want, you dumb. Want, <laughs> you, want, you want historical accuracy in a game with the name Dun Dragons in it? <laughs> Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, Dragons do exist. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, th I think the closest I got to that was like kind of thinking monks were a little stupid when I played like forever ago. Yeah. I Just because that. like every, every European historical fantasy, whatever the hell, has to have like the one designated monk temple where monks come from, and it's always like Japan inspired, and I feel uh. like that's. That's a vibe, like severely limits stuff. But like now in my party, I have a monk who's like a traditional brawler slash boxer, and it's fucking badass. So yeah, exactly. You can reflavor it, or I mean, I think like uh, Western medieval time has monks as well, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like Warrior what are what yeah. are uh, medieval like priests of the crusade, if not like just clerics that know how to fight, they're monks. Oh, dude, I imagine, like, see a Templar, like, plate armor and everything, goes into battle. Please, come at me, bro. <laughs> oh, just just going thing. crusade with his fists. Amazing. I mean, the Ottomans did that when fighting Shit, really? heavily armed. Yeah, when fighting heavily armored enemies, and they couldn't, like, uh. really stab them with a sword. Uh -huh. They had this thing called the Ottoman Slap. Where they would just open <laughs> palm in the head to destroy into the enemy. What? Oh, like that's into a the helmet. Yeah. That's a stunning strike. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my god! There you go. Crusader <laughs> Paladin monks. Next character. Oh, okay. So just a bit of an update. So I was looking through the comments here. Uh, so the reason why the neckbeard was kicked out of the advanced table was because uh, he was an anti-social edgelord, spotlight hog, and going against the party goals. So, yeah. Wait. Huge Perfect. red flag. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, did, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> well, okay. So that's... Today's story is actually pretty nice for once. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't uh, end with everybody just in silence and just contemplating life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I chose this one because I thought it'd be fun to read and it was. <laughs> thank you, yeah. Crit, for being Thank you, Crit. <laughs> Almost no perfect. Problem. Thank you. 
Thank you, Albert, for inspiring my voice. <laughs> uh, that's a blow on someone, I'm assuming. <laughs> nah, nah it, it's, it's Yorko here in the chat. He does a very good redneck voice. Like, really? Uh, Albert, if you can send me an off forward the uh, Resident Evil clip you made, uh, Resident I would be very Evil. glad. <laughs> I, mean, I can play it on stream if you want. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, <laughs> verbal consent, too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's it for today's horror story. Let's go to the next section with War and his uh, weekly homebrew. What's the homebrew for today? Right, so uh, a bit of uh, sorry, like a bit of sorry needs to be in order because I promised subclasses for this week, but we have large stories for this episode, so we had to relegate them for next week's episode. So look out for subclasses there, but... For today, we will be looking at two particular items that I find quite like diff way more different because these are more thought out stat blocks. Uh -huh. Tots and prayers, a legendary weapon that requires attunement. So I will I'm gonna just do a brush descriptions and whatnot, and we'll talk about uh, the uh, paragraph and so forth afterwards, and then continuing thing on. Tots and prayers is a pair of twin knuckle dusters. Each is molded from the same type of metal, but whereas Tots is almost fully black in color, Prayers is almost white. With each, uh, each can be used independently of the other. However, they are more powerful when used together by a single creature. This is where the cool part starts. If the weapon becomes separated, either by moving 300 feet apart or by moving into a different plane, any creature in possession of either item each sorry uh, okay. e either item at the time of separation must make a constitution saving throw or get dealt 2d10 psychic damage on a failed saving throw or half or half as oh sorry this is like um i haven't no worries uh yeah uh 2d10 no psychic damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one prayer deals 2d10 radiant damage on a failed save or half as much as a sexual a successful one so Again, we have a good twist on a legendary item. I feel like all legendary items have a twist with them. Yeah, that's always nice. Yeah. And knuckle dusters? I feel like they're underused in D&D. So they're they're, they're not used in D&D. There's not even a stat block <laughs> for them. Yeah, but I, I feel like it you should exist. I mean, you can reflavor daggers, I guess. Just reflavor the daggers, make it a bludgeoning weapon, and voila. Um, usually, I allow that for people who want to play, you know, fist fist characters, but don't want to. Uh, what do you call? Do do one plus strength yeah. damage. Yeah. Un unarmed strike is inherent. It's just yeah. stupid sometimes. But I get yes, it. Punching yeah. is not punching good. is not supposed to be strong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then of course, there's the odd wizard trying to make an attack opportunity and just, eh. Zero damage. That's what I do at least. Like if, if a wizard <laughs> or something they have minus one strength. It's it's one it, plus strength or something like that. So yeah, it's uh, one plus strength. strength so you need a minus one two actually. Minus one, yeah. So your your if you're weak enough, your punch can actually heal somebody. <laughs> 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 the wizard having an argument with the rogue. I hate you, slap, and then the rogue feels kind of better. <laughs> How is that even possible? <laughs> the cleric over here like, what the fuck? You're gonna kill me by punching. 
Alright. Back to the item. Uh, damage. Melee damage. If your class has a special rule for making unarmed strikes, such as the monk class, you are not considered armed while wearing these weapons. Each weapon instead gives you 1 plus 1 to your unarmed strike damage rolls. And if your class does not have any special effect for unarmed strikes, they will deal... Uh, they will count as a simple light weapon, so technically, you can do two-weapon fighting with this. Uh, they deal bludgeoning damage equal to 1d6 plus your damage modifier. So, uh, I just realized how OP two-weapon fighting is when a class doesn't have a good use for bonus actions. So this might be a really neat uh, item to have. Yeah, it's, it's a good... Like, apparently two-weapon fighting is good at low level because it instantly gives you extra attack. But at mm. higher levels... The class features that you get, like smite or, um, you know, casting cantrips and attack as a bonus action, that kind of stuff, is apparently better—not better, but around the same as two weapons fighting. Oh no! But yeah, I, I I doubt a level one will have a legendary weapon called Thoughts and Prayer. <laughs> oh well, I was thinking in the more of the sense when you're out of, let's say, a certain resource that uses the bonus action, mm-hmm. i.e., smite. Uh, divinity, channel divinity, or whatnot, so forth, or something that, that cast uh, uses bonus action. Well, now you can start focusing on fist the cuffs, or like if you have a sword and dagger and two weapon fighting, you can start just full focused on instead of spell casting and whatnot, and so forth. The battle, like yeah, that's what I feel like most fatigued characters resort to afterwards. Imagine you're fighting a wizard and he's casting all these badass spells, and then like the enemy whittles him down to nothing. Like now we've got him; he's got no spells left. And you just see him reach into a pocket, pull out like a brass <laughs> <and> like, oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I think the message will always Cracks knuckles. That is so cool. Though. I'm just imagining like Constantine or something, you know, casting spell out of mana, pulls up knuckle dusters made from someone's jawbone and some shit. That sounds like very Constantine. <laughs> that is yeah. so badass. All right, uh, back to track. Now these two items have uh, separate stat blocks individually, so we'll go with thoughts. If I'm correct, the black one. If I yep. recall, yeah. Yeah. Thoughts. While you're attuned to Tots and wearing on it on your hand, you receive the following benefits. You get plus two to your wisdom saving throws, which is always beneficial. Uh, whenever you succeed on a melee attack, so hitting an attack, passing AC, uh, you deal an additional 1d4 psychic damage, which the name Tots kind of works. And the final ability, once per long rest, while attuned, uh, Tots allows you to supercharge the attack, so is a one long rest ability staggering smite basically yeah a free staggering smite okay staggering smite stuns the enemy I'm what that is yeah i'm googling it as well it's, it's, it's a paladin uh, paladin smite flavor yeah i'm assuming but uh, uh, i'm assuming it's a what do you call oh the uh, next time you hit a creature with a melee weapon attack during the spell's duration your weapon pierces both body and mind and deals an extra 46 psychic damage. So even more psychic, basically. <laughs> yeah. Psychic and then they must up. make a wisdom saving throw and a failed save. They have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Can take reactions until oh. the end of their next turn. Damn. So like it's, it's like a vicious mockery in a punch. Mm. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, now we know why it's legendary. <laughs> and this is just one part of it. Yep. 
Yep. And uh, you get and... plus two to your saving turns as well. Yeah, that's always yeah, good. No mind well. controlling here. Wait, is is mind yeah, mind controlling is usually wisdom. wisdom. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Honestly, I I the sometimes the reasons why I hate playing a dumb character is because I might be forced to attack my teammates if they have a cheeky maddening crown or something, and it's just the worst feeling and like to have. Ah. Anyway. Next item is the white knuckle duster, prayers. Uh, while you're attuned to prayers and wearing it on your hand, you receive the following benefits. Whether you succeed on a melee attack against a creature, using prayers, you regain 1d4 hit points. Which is not, it, like, in the long run, quite beneficial. Not that overpowered. I kind of uh, see where it works. I disagree, but go on. Okay then, let's let's talk about it together after. Yep. And then the final, uh, the second ability is, whenever you succeed on a melee attack using prayers, it deals an additional one d4 radiant damage. It's all about the d4s. Mm -hmm. And it's long rest. Uh, it's similar to its brother pots. Uh, once per long rest, while attuned, prayers allows you to do blinding smite. Save DC is 18, similar to pots. Mm -hmm. I, w I I which I feel is. I'm assuming, um, maybe, just maybe, I haven't looked at the week, uh, at the she sheet yet, what the spell does, but I'm assuming a smite blinds the enemy. And deals radiant damage. <laughs> and deals See, radiant damage. I gave you that idea. You know, blind smite? <laughs> yeah. More likely than you think. <laughs> I mean, it's really it just have... does some, something else, just, bl just like stun someone instead of something, and I'm gonna be a fool here. It I is, mean, like, it's blinded, although this is a con save. Ah, okay. Be blinded cool, until cool. the spell ends. Is it a concentration? It is. So yeah. these are concentration spells. Alright. Yeah, it means I, it lasts one say, minute then, huh? Yeah, it doesn't say anything about holding concentration, so I guess it does. Oh, oh, wait. No, oh, wow. You're okay, casting this... it, so... Yeah, so you have to maintain concentration it, as well after that. concentration. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. Well... Again, these are homebrew items. There are yeah. some flaws, as always. But yeah, uh, let your DM flavor it or balance it to their liking and have fun with them. And finally, the last descriptor we have. Oh, I forgot to give credit. Yes, uh, you can see on the page below, credits and disclaimers. The original person uh, who created these items was Brewski on... Where is this? Uh, Tumblr. Tumblr. You can find him there. Uh, his full tag is, if I recall, just Bruski's D&D Homebrewery. Yeah, Bruski's D&D Homebrewery. He has a ton of uh, like homebrew items there as well. Uh, we might cover some of them in later episodes. But yeah, go check him out in Tumblr. Mm -hmm. And to finish this off, let's deal with the last ability. When used together, while wearing and attuned to both weapons, oh, the dice... Uh, the dice used when calculating psychic radiant damage as a result of a melee attack becomes 1d6. So you up your d4s to 1d6 damage. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah? Uh, yeah. yeah, Rain? Go on. Oh, okay then. Uh, make And make sure you declare which weapon you are attacking with before making your attack roll. Again, yeah. Uh, okay. two weapon fighting with this would mean you have basically 4d6. Yeah, forty-six, uh, and then if you choose to upcharge one or the other, you get to have at another d like four d six. 
and uh, your flavor smite if I recall. Oh, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, if you're a rogue, you never know. Sneak attack, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, weapon. you can actually sneak attack with this as well, huh? Yeah, it's a it's a light Never weapon. think about it. You can sneak attack someone with a knuckle duster. <laughs> that would be. Uh, I mean, imagine at level sixteen, they already have like eight d six. That's a lot of damage. Uh, and this one d six here, striking spider is another what four d six. Four d six. That's yeah, like thirteen d six. If you use all the features, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that that's that's a lot of damage. Not gonna lie. But but honestly, like in terms of damage wise, I think it's pretty balanced, especially it being a legendary item. It's a once per long rest kind of thing. So it's basically like a. It's still weaker than a meteor meteor strike for example. Meteor swarm for example. So, if you ask me, damage wise, story wise, flavor wise, I think it's a pretty cool weapon. My only concern is uh whenever you succeed on a melee attack against a creature using prayers you gain regain 1d4 hp that is a uh, free healing is uh, always a uh, potential for uh, abuse there punches your teammates against that's not necessary it's creatures so you can find a rat punch oh, it and punch you heal a chicken. punch a chicken uh. you heal so that's 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 another something that Kind of like a healing spirit where the the, the the designer overlooked outside of combat uh, implementations. But nice. otherwise, I really like the magic item. The, the design is great. I have to agree for once, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> no, 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 no. Who are you and what are you? An agreement? A consensus? No, I just, a unanimous agreement. <laughs> look, here's the thing. Um, I have a monk in my party. He's like a traditional boxer, like I mentioned before. Yeah. And I like the aesthetic a lot, and I've been trying to like think up a cool magical item to give him. Because, you know, cool magical items, right? And I, I wanted to give him something for his fists, and mm -hmm. I couldn't come up with anything, but I do like the idea of having two oh. items, which function as one, and you can choose which effect you use. Yeah. And I'm probably gonna make something akin to that and give it to him later. Yeah, yeah. I just well, realized you something. You have to attune to both, so that's like two, two attunement slots. slots. I, yeah. I don't think so. Is no, that so? is it yeah, is it's thoughts it's and prayers, right? No no no, yeah, it's separate but then See, again they're counting as two separate items. This it is might be considered okay. This is where where it's gonna get getting a bit blurry when you attune when you put more than so one items into one. That's what. Well, yeah, we're uh, okay. attuned to both weapons, to both, so I assume it's weapons. like it's like that that um, hammer and gauntlet that we got in. Yeah, but but in, in those things, it's two separate. It's two separate uh, stat items. blocks. Yeah. That's why, like, when when the one time I tried to did something like this was the daggers that you guys found in Soroka's Ark. Yeah. Uh, spoilers, but basically there are a bunch of daggers that the party, if the party use it more, they're gonna find more and more and more of the same of dagger from that school. There's like up to eight different daggers they can find, but there's a particular description in there when you attune to this dagger, it uh. Sorry, like you, whenever you attune to daggers with this feature, it still counts as one, no matter how many daggers you attune to, basically. Oh. Yeah, it, it's particularly described there because I did recognize this as well. Like, wait, how do I word this uh, kind of thing? But I guess this one's kind of weird because it says that when you're attuned to both 
both, right? It says when you are attuned to, to both, both items. So, I, yeah. So I'm assuming it requires separate attunement for each. Then. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it yeah. Is a these. Bit hard. But yeah. It it did separate them as two like paragraphs, which I was describing as uh, stat blocks, thoughts, yeah. and prayers. I mean, yeah. If, if you ask me, like, um, I'd rather make two set two stat blocks, basically thoughts, one stat block. Prayer one stat block, and then they have a feature called thoughts and prayer, which is the when used to get the section basically. That's yeah, what yeah, I do. Anyways. Well, he had one page to work with, and that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Brewski sort of operates like that, so yeah, yeah, and again, this is just the pedanticness of you know formatting and everything just to make your homebrew official looking, so to speak. Hey. Official professional home brewery maker man. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you, you wrote a book. We get it. We get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we I didn't even finish it. I don't, didn't even count. So ignore that. Go on. <laughs> I think that's everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's everything. Then here you go. Thoughts and prayers. Check out Brewski on Tumblr. Uh, that is it for our segment of the home brewery. Yeah. All right. So that means we're left to our last section of the day, and this is uh crit with another with a glory story will he be able to read glory story will will the motorcycle outside subside who knows we'll find out (laughs) i really hope that's not very loud no (laughs) i didn't i I hear nothing you're you're delusional you have really good mic (laughs) oh yeah you have apologies apologies Okay, so uh, today's story comes from the user called The Last Holdout over on RPG Glory Stories, which is the only Reddit I visit, weirdly enough, for some reason. Um, And the title is called I Tackle the Hellhound, which already sets it up as a pretty cool story, I feel like. So it starts bad, because I've been playing Pathfinder, and yeah, no one's perfect. Um, with the same group for a few years now. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean no one's perfect? Because uh, they're playing Pathfinder. I, 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 I know a delightful group of people who play Star... Uh, who play, uh, what is it called? The Space Pathfinder. Starfinder. Starfinder, Starfinder yeah. I'm just messing around. I played Pathfinder in high school. It's okay. <laughs> I can say it. Uh, so, anyway. So we've been playing for a few years now, and recently my best friend, who is part of the group, started a new campaign based on the Held Rebels module. For the uninitiated, it's the idea that you're in a city controlled by devil-worshipping German dudes, and you have to start a city-wide rebellion. The very first scene is a protest that turns into a riot, and the goal is to beat up some guards and secret police in the crowd so people can escape, then peace out yourself. We're all level 1 characters, just starting out. No upgrades, no special gear, no nothing. Anyway, my character is a teethling brawler, fighter-slash-monk hybrid class. He's hot pink, he wears a bush hat, a tattered shirt, and booty shorts. He's the very definition of a himbo. Hey, it's another <laughs> himbo! What a coincidence, yeah. <laughs> hey. We I didn't feel, even plan this. Yeah, I feel like if there's a we, himbo in the story, it's a, it's a glory story. <laughs> we, we stand our himbos. We stand our himbos. Autom- yeah. Automatically. We have a himbo in the party. Uh, Kane. Yeah, the Kane. love of Alright, <laughs> so guys, listen to that. If you want to have good story sessions, just get a himbo in your party. Get a himbo. Literally that easy. Or play a himbo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. He's also the first character I've ever played uh, who isn't a Dexy face. What's a Dexy face? 
And Faith is usually like the charismatic guy of the party. So, he's dumb, he isn't skilled, but man can he pack a wallop, and I'm itching to see what he can do. So, the cue for everyone to cut and run happens. The captain of the guard, Nox, marches out and unleashes their hellhound. Hellhounds are apparently CR3 creatures. We're all supposed to run from this thing. It runs up to where I've been absolutely destroying some guards, and unleashes its breath weapon, which hits me and kills everyone in front of me. <gasps> However, the damage wasn't high enough to pass my 5-point energy resistance against fire. Ooh. At this point I go, hmm, and the DM asks me what I do. I, I say, I'm gonna go tackle the Hellhound. <laughs> For course. full disclosure, we're playing with hero points, which factor into some of the roles I'll describe. So, Fate points. I, yeah. I, that, that's what I'm guessing yeah. by. So, I roll to tackle the Hellhound, and I succeed. The DM rolls to have it bite me, fails. I roll to pin the Hellhound, and I succeed. Oh my god. The DM rolls to bite me, fails. What the heck? <laughs> then I start punching the Hellhound, <laughs> doing nearly 10 points of damage each hit. Wow. I'm actually oh winning against this thing. <laughs> and to my chagrin, I learn later that at this point I could have instantly killed it by using martial flexibility to gain Throat Slicer and Coup de Gras it. I, I don't know what a lot of those words meant. I, yeah, I, 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 think, I think it's a Pathfinder thing, yeah. It's but like, I know uh, Coup de Gras. Yes. It's like, a, I, if I recall, I think it's like, I don't know for sure, but in Cyberpunk, the martial artist like, uh, characters can perform martial art moves. Like, they have to denounce, oh, I'm gonna perform this, but then there's certain prerequisites, like, oh, yeah, the character like, must have been maneuvers. running, or must have yeah. been must have said, I am in this stance to perform yeah. this specific move. Yeah. So the DM counters by having Nox step up to me and whack me with her sword. She's also much higher level, so she does 10 points of damage, which is exactly my HP. And now that I'm at zero hit points, I can choose to try and run away or do one more action. If I run, I likely can't run faster than the Hellhound or Nox, so I'll die anyway. If I do one more action, I drop into negative hit points immediately. So, I roll one more attack <gasps> and get a confirmed critical. Oh my god. 20 hit points of damage in one hit. The DM described it as, you've never heard a hellhound whimper before. <laughs> I fall unconscious, but not before reducing the hellhound to one single hit point. One single oh hit point! Oh my god! No! So close. No, it, I hear it whimper. A hellhound, man. Come on. <laughs> Still good, but so close. One single hit point. So close. I wanted to hear it losing breath. <laughs> I wow. know. This is like, you know, your, your, do your child did great at 99, and then you go and like, why is it not 100? We were this close to greatness. <laughs> <laughs> And says, I was dragged inside the fortress and captured, but my party elected to rescue me. That will be a story for another day, of course. I scanned their Reddit, couldn't find the continuation. Aww. But now, wherever I go, NPCs recognize me as the brave idiot who tackled the Hellhound. <laughs> and almost and won. 
I, I would say he, he won, because it sounds like the Dungeon Master did some fiddling behind the scenes to make it not die at the spot. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, with just one like hit a way to, Yeah, just as a way to like not undermine the villain, right? That's yeah. supposed to be intimidating. I can't imagine, but, but and, and even that, even if Nox didn't step in, he would have destroyed that Hellhound, regardless sure. of what the GM yeah. did there. Yeah, that's yeah. very true. And also, haha, Albert, I didn't trip up, you guaranteed wrong. <laughs> hey, congratulations, Chris. Thank you, thank you. I had to redeem myself after totally intentionally missing that last time. <laughs> but that was so good, though. Yeah, actually, is it, is, it, is it more racist to say German dudes than this? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> German dudes. <laughs> we're, they don't have to be German guys. dudes. You um, have Americans I mean, who are like this, no? It, it it's okay. I have an aunt in Germany. I can I can. It's okay. I'm blood related. I can make the joke. <laughs> only only one percent German. <laughs> I also like like to say that I said she lives in Germany. <laughs> yeah, not in Germany, just lives in it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't don't like dropping the words because I think it gets like demonetized on things. So. Oh yeah, that that one on YouTube was probably. Probably. Yeah. So, yeah, just uh, funny German guys. Have a good excuse me. <laughs> Anyways. Alright. So yeah, that's <laughs> all we have for today. I guess there's uh, we can leave with like a one more discussion. Um, oh. If uh, let's say you're a variant human, but you can only take IRL feet, what would you take? So these are anything that could feasibly exist in real life. So no magic. Um, so what would you choose? Oh wow. Hmm. hmm. I already Being know mine. Happy. I definitely get kin mine because damn, is that not useful? I kind of have it already, but you know, isn't that kin mine just... the one where you can remember something for a month? Yeah. Yep. Like yeah, you have photographic a... memory for like that yeah. whole month. So. That's so sick. Yeah. Oh, oh man, now I have to open feats now. Wait a second, I'm here. God damn, I don't know what what you are. <laughs> Sorry, I, sh I, <laughs> I don't I, know I if we have time. <laughs> I, I don't study martial feats, I don't know. <laughs> well, there's also observant I, where you cut, you, where you can read lips from afar. That's pretty cool as well. Um, yeah. But so. where would you apply that practically into your daily life? I mean, I when you're people watching, you know. As you do. <laughs> I think that's called stalking. <laughs> People watching from the no, tree. No, I know? mean, do you not you go and? Oh, I guess the new generations don't do it. But like, back in the old days. <laughs> I'm sorry. When we don't new have. Generation. When we oh, don't oh, have. I know. I know. Mine. Lucky. What? Oh. I win. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I want to successfully do this thing, just get lucky a little bit, you know, just for this time. <laughs> that's always a broken feat, but that's a boring one, but sorry, boring one. Mm, I think bountiful luck would be way more broken than that. But that's, quite, that's like a halfling feat, though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah but... it makes you more lucky, I guess. It? 
but anyway. like, are we stating also racial locked? <laughs> is this racial lock? I mean, you're a variant human. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah, fair, fair, fair. But then, like, like if I, if you're thinking about it clearly, you can't fuck up real badly twice in reality. The the conundrum <laughs> of the universe wouldn't let that happen. You can fuck up, but not the worst if you had one plug. <laughs> Oh, well, you could here. fuck up real bad and roll two net ones. That's a different story. <laughs> okay, that that's a very. That, that's been done before. For sure. <laughs> I feel like one of our streams we had that happen. Oh no, that time. always happens to J Five. I think. <laughs> <J5's character. laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, oh, I have oh, a screenshot of oh? uh, my party's monk attacking a guy, rolling a nat one. And then I say, oh, that's gonna miss, dude. And he goes, yeah, well, I got advantage, bitch. And rolls again, rolls another net one. J5's <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. story is not as uh, funny as that one. He was trying to save someone from falling off a aircraft, so to speak. He rolled a net one. Oh. But no, I have bountiful. I, uh, he's a halfling, so he can re-roll it. And Rolls the net one again, and so oh. his hand slips, and the person it's, falls off the anchor. It was just meant to be, and that was my first ever session. In oh no, no, it, it was it was three times, and then he used lucky, and still oh. net one, if I recall correctly. It was three I net think ones. So. Yeah, he yeah. tried three times. I think. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. At that point, he can use more fate, uh, more lucky, but. You know, at, at that at that point, just be like fate wants this to happen, so we we let it, he lets it happen. Um, ooh, I thought of one. Fis uh, he what is it? Wait, god damn it, I lost the healer. <laughs> if you're an you're able physician, if you're an able physician, I I skip the years of medical school. I start up a black market, uh, a black market, uh, medical medical like physician shop. I I, I, I clean up wounds or the mob. No, you, you, see money? You, gotta, you gotta understand, normal people have like four hit points, so technically you can heal people from the brink of death in an instant with that. I am the next <laughs> forefather of like <laughs> medical advancements. Exactly. <laughs> this 20 How did you do this? I know, I took a feat. <laughs> <laughs> Able physician. What would yours be? Well, I, I didn't even have to look these two up, uh -huh. but first I want the feed that makes me happy. No, I'm kidding. Oh! <laughs> what would it make you happy? Damn. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, uh, the feed, I don't know if it's called Linguist. I want to say it is. It gives yeah, you yeah. four languages. Yeah. Yep. I really want to take that so I don't have to go to Greek classes every other day. <laughs> you know Understandable. Yeah, actually, actually learning. Learning a new language, like er, learning three languages, and in Asia is such a like it's good thing. thing. It's so useful. It's so I would useful. grab like fucking uh, Greek, obviously. Mm -hmm. I would immediately grab uh, fucking Mandarin. Ooh, mm -hmm. Ooh that's super true. useful. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yep. I would also. And will only get more and more useful. But if, with the feed, I just get it for free. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like I just, I leveled up, so I know this now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then maybe English. I'm so a good one is you know just skill expert, just be expert in one particular skill, whatever you want. Well, that's kind of boring. Hey, expert in anything, I want to be an expert game designer, bitch. Wow. <laughs> I can be the greatest dungeon master in the world. Dungeon master, hey. You That's already are, though. Hey. Oh. Dungeon master. 
expert dungeon master. <laughs> exactly. And then I might be able to get 1% of Matt Mercer level on Brandon. Yeah, was, I was about to say, did you hear that? We're coming for you, Matt. But <laughs> you got me. Uh... Brendan Lee Mulligan is a godsend. Those two, I, I really like those two, yeah. yeah. I, I love uh, Abria. Abria is great to me. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, she, uh, that, but her like uh, uh, narrative style is more of the let's just fuck shit up and make Yeah, this, that's like, why I like her. <laughs> I see. I see. I like, see. like she just goes with what her player wants and like, heck yeah. Let's Brendan go. is... Brendan and the is more... EXU GM, right? Yeah, yeah EXU. Yeah. Brendan is more like uh, epic, like make the scene epic, but uh, comedic Mercer, as well. Yeah, and com- like well, comedic in some senses. Mercer yeah. is more like uh, uh, make it a grand fantasy, and yeah. then like Ibria is like, let's fuck shit up and let's make <laughs> it fun. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's the last discussion for today, and uh, and uh, Crit found uh, Albert found the video of uh, the uh. Albert as a neckbeard, so I do not have it right now. I, like I cannot show the video just in case we get copyrighted. But I'm just gonna play the still image of uh, what he says. Ah, uh, you, you, you can you can read oh, the subtitle okay. if you want beforehand. Read the Hold subtitle. Uh, I'm not sure how to show this unless I I show my whole screen, and I don't want to do that. So... Just click and drag the video into the browser. Should be able to. Uh, cop. Should, should if I just copy link maybe? Let's let's try it. Okay. Nope. It just uh, brings me to save it. So. Uh, uh, so... Click and drag the video. Anyway, after let's download it. Yeah. What? It's like a seven-second clip. We can yeah. just. Uh, I can just. What is We need to be careful, Jill. Every resident in this house is evil. That's the. That's the line. Okay. So, so, so here's how we're go- I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play it, and if it doesn't work, then we will uh, cut this out from YouTube, just in case. Uh, uh, but yeah. Okay. So uh, let me know if you guys hear it because uh, my I just changed my audio setup, so we'll see. Oh no, I can't hear it. Hold it's very soft. I, I hear it's it. Very it's very quiet. Don't worry about it. Okay, I have no idea. I'm so sorry. Hold on. <laughs> uh, baby streamer. I really only heard that. But hey, maybe if Albert's okay with it, we'll put it in our Discord for everybody to see. <laughs> if Albert is okay with it, of course. Of course, so, Albert is okay with yeah. it. Go follow Albert on Twitch, guys. Hey, follow, follow, follow. Let's follow go. your call on Twitch. Um, yeah. So that's it for this week. And uh, anybody watching on YouTube, leave a comment. What if you're very human? What IRL feat would you take? And just or comment about anything that you've seen today. So, yeah. Uh, that is all for today. And I be oh hold on hold on I, I oh, forgot my script. Okay. Uh, okay. We'll see you guys <laughs> next week. <laughs> In the meantime, stay safe and. Feel free to enjoy your healthy dose of D&D memes on your way out. Boom boom. Bye. 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 B